Hello, my name is Chance and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. I know I've been gone for two weeks and moving forward, then within the, by the next episode, you guys will have an understanding of what the plan is going to be moving forward in general. Like for the summer mainly, but overall, I want to set up a way that I can actually communicate to people that come in and listen to my podcast. Hey, is Chance going to drop an episode this week? I don't want you guys to wait till that Wednesday and nothing happens. There's going to be a lot of times during the summer. I'm going to tell you guys this a lot in advance. I'm going to experience burning out because there's so much that I'm doing. And I the thing is, I don't want this podcast to be something that I'm like, hey, I have so much going on. I want to put it to the side completely. Like I want it to be one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm really busy right now. I can't do it every week. But you know what? I want to do an episode bi-weekly. Like for the next two months, can I do an episode bi-weekly? I'm working on this, getting this license. I'm taking classes, doing this. I want to set that up for you guys. So I'm either going to set up a Discord or something with Instagram or something with my socials. But the thing is, you'll be able to go somewhere and get updates. I don't know how I'm going to set that up yet, but I'm going to figure it out and you guys will know by next week. Okay, so basically the title of this week's episode is brain dump. I've realized when I've been like burning out recently and I told you all I feel like I'm at the phase where I know so much and now the next part of that is just learning how to apply it. And <laughs> one thing that I understand about like working on yourself is that when you're really focusing on yourself, that shit is hard, bro. Like you start paying attention to every little thing. You start reflecting so much and bro, it's a lot, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like you see the smile, right? Like I know the past few episodes, y'all seen my voice. It sounded a little, a little more timid that it's just like, I've realized when I'm going through something that's drastic, like this is one of those drastic changes part, like time in my life. I don't know in which way it's going to happen or where this is going to go, but I just know eventually I'm going to figure it out. But when it first happened, when it first starts happening, every, the same shit that happens with everybody else happens to me. The part where it's like, oh, I'm sad as shit. Like everything is dreadful that I did, that putting everything to the side, not communicating, losing the parts of me that I feel like are so amazing. It's like, I don't want to do that shit. Like I said, I constantly give y'all advice and say shit is going to happen in life no matter what the fuck it is you do. Like things are going to continuously happen. So how come I give y'all that much advice? But then now I ended up in that same place that I tried to tell y'all don't end up in that. And I'm going to let y'all know how. Bro. <laughs> When you realize something is happening, do not be in denial. Take a step back and stop focusing on the things that you've done. I know that's weird as shit to say. It's like, should I not be focusing on my actions and the part that I had to play in whatever situation this is? No. The moment you start thinking about your actions, I realize at times you start getting confused. Like, I know, like, thing is, like, always be aware of what you need to hold yourself accountable for. But when you're in that moment where everything is falling apart and everything like that, don't worry about what you did. Because I realize when you're in that moment, when you think about what you did, the only way that conversation goes is it goes in a negative, like it goes in a negative direction. When everything is falling down in your life and you look at the things you've done, do you generally sit here and think, damn it, I'm going to do better next time. I got this. I'm strong. No, you think, what the fuck? Of course, I did this to myself. Like, what did I expect? Like, that's the type of thought process that happens when you're in that thing. It's like, you have to learn how to maneuver in different situations. I know how to worry about my mental health while I'm happy, while I have certain things happening. When I'm in that very phase where I'm falling, like, I'm all right, but I'm falling type thing, right? Like, generally, like, that's my, that's the stage that I'm at right now. I'm all right, but I'm falling and I'm okay with that. Like, people, a lot of people, it's like, when you're falling, it's like, oh, shit, things... 
it's okay for things to be falling apart. The thing is, when like this is the way I feel like I just pictured the image in my head, and I think it makes sense. So right, like the thing with things falling apart is like when you're falling apart, everything that you've built is falling with you. And there are certain things that are heavier than you. And you know how gravity works, right? The things that are heavier than you will will fall first. You're going to have to let yourself fall because those things that are too much for you to carry, you need them to drop first. The thing is right now I'm saying a lot of things, are, I'm, I'm all right, but I'm falling is because it's like I understand that a lot of shit, I'm like I myself am falling because of all the shit that I carried with me. I have to let those things drop. And then when I get to a certain point, or not when you get to a certain point, but I have to realize those things that I want to hold on to. Those things that I don't want to just keep falling away. Like, I have to be able to hold on to those. But right now, I'm in that stage where things are falling apart. And I'm okay with that. I'm watching things unfold. Relationships in my life where I feel like they need to be addressed. I'm not necessarily just, oh, fuck, let me try to save this. Let, let me try to save this. No, I'm just watching and seeing what happens. I'm going to stop there and we're going to actually go on throughout the episode. And then you'll realize why I stopped there because we're going to come back to this thought process later. I'm not just going to give you a hand job like that. I want to do y'all like that. Okay, so the reason why I mainly call this episode Brain Dump is because like I'm going through a lot. It's very hard for me to dedicate an episode to one thing. Because while I'm even going through all of that, right, my head is in a thousand different places. Like, you don't understand this. This today, right, I had an episode planned out completely. I knew what I wanted to say, everything. And I'm starting to write it out in bullet points. Like, I mainly do my episodes in bullet point form, forms and stuff, in a form, format. And what I realized was, as I'm starting to write this episode out, other ideas get dragged in. And I'm like, ah, fuck, this always happens. The thing is, I communicate a lot, but then people think, and people think I don't overthink. I overthink a lot. I just overthink out loud. And because I'm a pretty decent person at communicating, you think, oh, he just knows how to communicate all that's on his mind. No, I speak everything that's on my mind. That is the issue. That is what I have to learn because I know so much. That has even made it worse. It's like the moment somebody says something, I'm what you call a know-it-all, right? I, ha I have an opinion. I'm very opinionated. I have an opinion for a lot of things. And then I, I, I need to know how to just like take it a step back sometimes. Because there are certain people you come around when you say something smarter than them, it offends them. So I've realized sometimes knowing a lot isn't really a good thing sometimes because whenever you follow up something someone said with something that seems smarter than them and it happens consistently, it doesn't feel good for that person. And this is the part where I'm saying like I'll hold myself accountable for it and it's just not it's not just something being insecure. It's like I can be mad that at times I have to withhold certain things or I have to speak a little less. And it doesn't take away from what I know. It's not like, oh, I'm pushing part of myself. No, it's like eh, maybe it's not needed. They'll be all right. If it's not needed at times, just set the fuck up. Like to people who've been told you're a know-it-all, you speak a lot, or you're very opinionated, this is the advice that I'm going to give you as someone who does the same shit. Don't change any part about yourself. But at times when you feel like you have something to add on or something that can make the idea better with certain within, within like a group environment or scenario and stuff, can this be done without me saying something? If you answer yes... Or can this conversation go in a direct, the right direction without me saying something? If the answer is yes, shut the fuck up. Like, I promise you, like, it's, you'll be fine. The only time I really regret saying something is when I realized that thought or that idea didn't get brought up and it was very crucial. Like, at the end of, afterwards, when things happen, you'll be like, eh, it is what it is, fuck it, you'll be all right. 
But yeah, don't even worry about that shit. But the one thing that I've realized um, when, within this brain dump, I've gone through a few things on social media and I didn't want to, I've always wanted to do this, but I didn't know how I, how to do it. There are times where I see certain messages on social media that are just misguided or misdirected, however you want to call it. So like somebody will speak on a topic that's really dope and it sounds amazing, but you said one thing. And because it was so blatantly wrong or whatever you want to say, everybody just said, fuck what it is that you are saying. This is all we're focusing on. And I see so many messages like that. And it happens with men on podcasts a lot. And I get why people miss their messages because there's certain shit you say. It's just like, bro, nobody's going to take you seriously after you just said this shit. Like, this makes no sense. So... So at times, like, right now what I'm going to do is I'll pick certain ideas from topics like I've seen on videos, and then I want to relay it properly because it's a message that matters, but I just think the person didn't do the greatest job at doing that or the audience didn't accept it the way that they were hoping. Okay, so there's this dude named DeRay Davis. He's kind of like a comedian and stuff like that. He's been on Wildin' Out a few times, I believe, and he's done a few movies as well, mainly in the comedian realm, comedian realm, though. So basically, he was ta- he was talking about a story where he was raped by like these two 30-year-old women. And then they said it was one of those things where it was like grooming pretty much. Like he was ta- spoke about like his oh they felt as if his upbringing wasn't up to par or whatever the fuck it was. So basically these two women were pretty much telling him, "Hey, you're going to go down on me." And this is something that's being talked about in a podcast that's mainly for entertainment. So it's not a conversation like this where I'm going to be completely quiet when the person is speaking this or saying or like making like letting them know I'm here listening by giving them like physical clues like mm -hmm, like for sure, like shaking your head, nodding your head and stuff like that. It's one of those things like they were just laughing at it. And even though the dude has said even now to this day, it is hard for him to go down on women and perform oral sex. Something that happened to him while he was a little kid is still affecting him while he's grown. Like, I don't know how old he is currently, but I promise you this dude is no longer, no younger than in his 40s or very late 30s, even 50s. Hollywood stars be looking very young at a young age. But it's like the fact that somebody can talk about something like this and make it well. Oh, like at times I know we use comedy to try to like hide shit like that so a lot of the times man it's like we're told to, hey just laugh it off like right like i get told laugh it off so fucking often it's like it'll be all right just shrug it off type shit like you you smooth how do you how do you laugh at something like that and even he said it himself it's kind of like oh I, I know we're making fun of this but it's some real shit so like, even though it's gotten to a point where it's so bad where even when you know these are the things that you should dedicate energy to in terms of being like, it's, this is some serious shit. It's not a, like, it's actually serious. But then people are laughing at it, thinking you're okay. Like, this is traumatic. This is something that affects you. This is something that affects the woman that you're with. And then I just had an issue with it. The fact that people are just sitting here and laughing at shit like this. Because I promise you, a woman could hop on stage. And the first joke that is cracked about being raped, part of the audience You'd hear something, mm. or even if people laugh, I, I see it happen all the time. So I'm not saying creating a random scenario in my head. There have been times where I've seen a woman who's a comedian crack a joke, or any or a guy who's a comedian crack a joke about a woman being raped. Whether the joke was funny or not, whether certain people laughed, some people knew to 
Oof. you went too far. But then when it's a dude, even though he sat, hey, like, we shouldn't really be laughing at this, the laughter continued after. And it was mutual. It was to the point where he knew we sh you should be serious about this, but he's just going to sit here and laugh because I guess that's what we're supposed to do. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, just doesn't make sense. A man's emotions blame, like, your, your emotion just being blatantly dismissed. I don't know who told y'all this, bro, but comedy as, like, a strategy to kind of, like, hide the shit that you're going with, it doesn't help heal. It is simply a coping mechanism. And part of the breakdown of this episode is actually going into coping mechanisms and healing. Because I feel like people get the two wrong very often. Even if I've said this in another episode before, I think it matters for this. The whole because I'm doing the whole like using humor as a coping mechanism to your pain and trauma. The issue with that, it's nice and all. But the part that isn't nice is, the, is exactly this situation. The fact that you're someone that's in your 40s. Something that happened to you while you were a kid, you're still dealing with it. And it's something that affects him on a level where it's like it's significant. You can't go down on a woman. You're pretty sure throughout your life you've been somebody that's in Hollywood. You've had your fair share. And even if you're someone who stayed to yourself, you've experienced that. And to the point where you still feel like, oh, I refrain from doing that because of my traumatic past as a kid. You should realize that coping mechanisms don't help. The only thing that coping mechanisms help with, like, like, do you understand, like, the word coping? Like, it's something that helps, like, it pretty much just dial things down. Like, it doesn't solve anything. It just makes it manageable. That is all coping mechanisms are. Like, at a certain point when I wanted to stop vaping, right, I was vaping, and at a certain point I realized even when I wanted to put it down, I couldn't. The moment I realized that shit, I'm like, yo, wake the fuck up. That's, I, I don't, that's, that's not it. But... I just had the biggest brain dump. I love the fact that those is actually a brain dump. But yeah, coping mechanisms, they generally don't fix shit. Like when I wanted to stop vaping, it's like, okay, I would I actually smoke. Like This is not something that I keep away from people. Just keep away from my social media. I smoke weed. Like That's the furthest I go, but that is something that I do. I don't try to keep that away. Like this is the 18 plus podcast and everything. And I'm 21. Let's just get that out the way. I'm 21 plus. I'm 22. <laughs> but yeah, at a certain point, the way I was coping wasn't working i realized for me to stop vaping i started smoking more that was that was my way of coping with it did it work yes i'll tell myself it worked because i was putting my vape down a lot more often but i stopped vaping because i realized i don't like it but then i'm getting myself into weed more it doesn't make sense so for me it's like i'm like okay that was just me coping with it that doesn't work so i just had to make a plan where i actually was able to just put it down and stop and if you look at like the actual definition of it, coping mechanisms are strategies people often use in the face of stress or trauma to help manage painful and or difficult emotions. Nowhere in that does it say fix. Nowhere in that does it say heal. It says help. And in the other word that's there is difficult situations. The only thing it's trying to do is helping you manage difficult situations or emotions. That is literally it. Like coping and healing are two different things. If you have things that you look at as coping mechanisms, and if I got if I realize sometimes people actually don't understand the difference between the two, which is the issue. If you want to know that, like, let's just say you have a bad habit or whatever it is. If you want to figure out whatever you're doing, if it's a coping mechanism or if it's really healing, just ask yourself this one thing. When do you use this technique or this thing that you tell yourself? Is it only when the situation arises or is it just in general? 
for me, anything that I've had to learn or lessons that I have to or lessons that I need, they aren't things that I need to remind myself only when the situation arises. They are things that I just need to remember and just have drilled in here. But some people don't have that. And that's the issue. Like if you if you something starts happening and the only time you really bring it up is when the issue happens. If the issue constantly presents itself and the only time you're using whatever you're doing is when it happens, then it doesn't work. And what was it? There was another one. Okay. So basically what happens when you're in crisis mode? Fucked up. So I seen this message by his name is Wentworth Miller. So basically his message was like to give you a bulk of his video before I go into the breakdown of what I had. The message that he mainly had was like, what happens when you're speaking to yourself in your head when you're going through, when you're in crisis mode, like when a lot, when you're in a fucked up place. And then he's like, what happens when you speak to yourself and what happens when you speak in comparison to what happens when you speak to your friends? And so pretty much it's kind of like he went when the, he went on into saying the fact that we actually tend to bring ourselves down when in John and our sorrow. I realized like the one thing that mainly kills us when we're going through a lot of shit, it's the conversation that we have with ourselves. Like off, like a lot of the times it's going to like, this is the part I said we were going to come back to. It's like, you're going to hear that. Of course, what did I expect? Like, these are the things you tell yourself when you're focusing on the things that you did while you're in this fucked up situation. Because the thing is, okay, I actually want to break that part down before I go into it. But yeah, you're always, you're going to hear, I'm always fucking up. How could you? But then when you look at it, that same situation, let's say your friend was the one going through it. Let's say they were in your place. How would they how would they speak to you? How would you actually speak to them? You're going to say it's going to be okay. You got this. You're going to get through it. I'm here for you. But you never give yourself that type of love. The thing is that conversation you have with your friend when they're in a very fucked up place in your life, in their life is supportive. It's loving and caring. It's very nourishing. Nourishing is in like you want to give them what they want, what it is that they need at this exact moment. But when it comes with you, it's the complete opposite. Instead of supportive, it's condescending. Instead of loving, it's hateful. Instead of nourishing, it's dreadful or draining. Yeah. But that's the issue. Like, I realized, and even for me, like, the reason why I even got to this place where everything is, seems like it's just falling, falling apart. Every, my whole life is just breaking apart. And every I seem like I lost control of all of it. The reason why I lost control of all of it is because of that conversation with myself. As this was happening, as these things were falling apart, this isn't new to me. I've gone through shit before. I've gone, I've overcame so much shit, which is the reason why I'm here today. I'm here today because everything I've gone through or that I am going through, I've kept up or I've won that battle. I'm fighting these demons and they swinging a little harder now. So getting back in the gym. But my point is, it's like, the one thing that really breaks you apart is when you're the only thing that when you realize you're most falling apart is when you're by yourself. Why is that? Because that's when you're speaking to yourself. That's when all you're surrounded by is your, your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't very beautiful when your life isn't beautiful. And I, I forgot that. I was always happy, not because everything around me was going great, but always because I could see them through these rose colored glasses and I'm not saying that I created a reality that didn't exist. Every time I lifted up those glasses, it was gone. But I seen everything for what it was. But I looked at it in a prettier angle with a prettier filter. So in other words, I knew what was happening. But I chose to look at the positive parts of it. I magnified those colors that were a little prettier. 
And that's what you have to do. You have to always keep yourself balanced. And I forgot to do that. So those conversations that I started having with myself while everything was falling apart, they weren't chance. Remember what you're grateful for. Instead, you push those things that you're grateful for away when you're dedicating so much energy to the things that are falling apart. That's exactly what I did. My podcast, I just wasn't here for two weeks and they heard nothing from me. Do I not sit here and talk about how much I love this podcast all the time? Yes. So why not? Because I was dedicating time to doing something that wasn't going to elevate me. Something that literally only made me drown in my sorrow. And I do not want that shit. So it's like, all right, continue. I'm not. But yeah, this one question that I heard, it kind of changed my reality on a lot of things. It's like, because I think a lot, when I hear something that's, whoa, like it sticks to me for a really long time until I figure it out in my head. So what I've heard, like this question that I heard was like, um, I forgot what it was, but it was by this dude that's from running back. And his son currently run, plays running back at a at like a HBCU. I forgot his name. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. There it is. But yeah, I heard a question. He was like, he was like, are you at peace when you don't get what you want? And for people pleaser, I've realized that a lot of my anger has came from this has been embedded into this question. Am I at peace when I don't get what I want? I'm not. I'm never at peace when I don't get what I want. And it's my fault. And the reason why I'm saying that is because a lot of the times in my life, I've always made sure that I was giving people what they needed. I never wanted to make them feel like something wasn't fulfilled. And I'm not saying I always succeeded at doing that. I know for a fact I've failed at that at times. A lot of the times the love that I had was very misguided for people. Or me attempting to make sure they had what they wanted, it was misguided. And I felt bad, but... I tried. The effort was always there. The thing is, I've realized that a lot of the times when I don't get what I want, it leads me to a place when I think about all the things that I do for that person. You know, my energy isn't matched because I do so much. I regret it. And then little by little, I resent that person because you're constantly telling me no while I'm struggling to say no to you. It's not a very equal exchange in effort. For me, I don't ask, I don't care about the big picture things. I will do those things. And I understand, I've realized that I had to accept that, yo, Chance, this isn't everyone. This isn't normal. This is just you. I'm not going to change who I am, but it's just the fact that it's not reciprocated. Like, I've never felt like I received the effort that I've put into somebody for the most part. But as I was having conversations with a lot of people or I've had conversations with people after our relationships ended, I've realized that at times it's just the type of love that I wanted to feel. It's not the fact that the person didn't love me or didn't invest as much effort. It's just it didn't feel the same. I realized at times I did some of those things that I did for people because I knew how it made them feel. Like, and then I knew how it would make me feel. And seeing that exact reaction onto them, like, oh, Like, there are times where I've wanted to do something, like, I've wanted someone to do something really nice for me. And then I ended up doing it for that person just to see, just for them to get their happiness because I know I wasn't going to get it from them. That sounds sad as shit. Wow. I'm a very giving person. And y'all understand the reason why I have to get used to saying no, putting my boundaries up. Because my heart's really bigger than my body, bro. It's like, I realize I also struggle with codependency. Um, and for codependency, one thing I've realized, I'm going to give advice on this for certain people because a lot of times you don't think it's, you don't think you struggle with it because... 
I can be alone. Being cold, like being somebody who like struggles with codependency and stuff like that, it doesn't mean you can't be by yourself. Like I know for the bulk of it, when you're researching and you read on it, that's what they try to get you. That's what they bring out onto you. And that is the biggest part of it. It's the fact that, and the reason why it's the biggest part, it's the biggest issue to analyze. Well, well, it's all, okay, codependency, you always want to be next to somebody. How do we analyze that? Damn, you always want to be in a relationship. See how easy it is to spot that? People are always going to try to make shit easy for you on social media. It's not, they're not going to give you everything you want. They're not going to give you all the information, but that's not all there is to it. Another part of codependency that I struggle with is what happens when you are with somebody. The thing is, I'm a very independent person. When I'm by myself, I do everything that I'm supposed to do because I know I have nobody there for me. When somebody else walks through the door, my expectation is a little different because now I know I'm not alone. And that is where I fuck up. The moment I tell myself I'm not alone, I lose that independence that I have. That those responsibilities that I always have for myself, because I'm worried about so much that has to do with that person, I start I stop focusing on them. But this person isn't focusing on me as much as I'm focusing on them. I'm someone that someone that always likes elevating people. And that means focusing on things that they're not focused on. People don't do that for me. And it's not fair that I expect that out of people just because I do it. So it's one of those situations where I've realized that I have to learn to match people's energy. Like step by step. If I just go all out, I, it will fuck the both of us up. You don't, that person that I'm with doesn't have to do these things for me. Okay. They're not in the wrong for not doing them right away. Okay. But then I don't like it because it's not being reciprocated. So in other words, I create a situation that becomes very dreadful for the both of us. If I had just gone according, if I had just gone accordingly, I would have been smooth, but that wasn't necessarily the case. But yeah. So the thing about with codependency, I'm gonna go back to that idea. The thing I was saying with codependency is what happens when you're with, when you're with that person? This is what happens to me. And I think it happens with a lot of people because I've seen it. When you're with someone, you get lost in them. I get too lost in the person that I love. It just, it just sucks. When I love you, I don't care about the consequences. I, like, I'll literally lose myself loving somebody. And that's the issue. Like, that's literally the issue. And for me, I always thought, it's like, but aren't you supposed to risk it all for somebody when you love them? Yes, that's true, but unless that person shows you that they're deserving of investing your all into them, you shouldn't do that yet. You shouldn't do certain things for people until they deserve it. You should, like It's one of those things where it's like when you go to work, your boss isn't going to give you a $10,000 raise off bat, off rip. Oh, you have to, there are certain things you have to do to get to that point. And once you get to a certain point, it's not every year now. You get a bonus. Oh, you, you finished this deal? Okay, here, here's a bonus on top of that this deal. Like there's certain time, like you have to get to a point where you've done enough to earn these things for them to now be consistent. Like I'm gonna get you certain gifts, but I'm not gonna do it every single time. And why is that? Because you're gonna get used to it, but you haven't done enough to get used to it. Yeah, baby. But yeah, it's like, I just hate the fact that I lose myself loving somebody. It's cause I'm so ready to dedicate so much to that person and it's like, Bro, I generally get caught up in it. But yeah, I do think like one of the biggest issues is simply the fact that I generally just love too hard. Too hard. <laughs> I love very carelessly. Like it's very easy for me to get caught up in like the theatrics of romance. Like I love the cute shit. When I'm next to you, I like when I lay down majority of the times on my bed, I like texting and all this shit, right? 
But the moment I'm laying down next to you, I don't want to be on my phone while you're in your phone. I want us to spend that time together. That independent part where I didn't have to worry about nobody in my household. I just be on my phone on my bed and chilling for hours. But the moment I'm next to you, 10, 15 minutes into that, I'm bored because the only thing I can think about is how I want to be next to you, how I want to be touching you, how I want to be all up on you. Is the part that where it's like I'm more invested in you than myself. I would, when I'm by myself, I know that I, I will say no to going to a party to work on an essay. But I won't say no to her if she needs something over an essay. I'll make those sacrifices for them, but not myself. And that's a fucking issue. You want to work on that? OD. But um, so basically the next few episodes that we're going to get through, they're going to be very like in the beginning of this, we had very like episodes that get to overthinking and then overthinking that, 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 that we looked at it from multiple angles. So we're going to start doing that. I do love doing the thing where it's like I get to look at certain things and pinpoint an idea and like talk about it. But we're going to go into doing a lot more episodes that are very much structured. I'm going to start investing that energy into doing it. Understand that all the episodes that y'all had in the beginning that were detailed, bro, like that shit actually required research. I know it's not like I just say shit, but I don't write it, but I do the research to at least know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I don't just sit here and just sound dumb as shit. But I hope y'all have a great day. Be amazing. Be beautiful. Another plus more.